Hey podcast, this is Dr. Sam and we have a very special show today. I was in Victoria, BC getting ready to go to the airport and one of my colleagues uh, took me to lunch before she took me to the airport and she was having some eye problems. So uh, we had a conversation. I gave her a session during lunch and this was part of a, a trip that I made up to Canada I was invited to be in a documentary about Emily Conrad and Continuum Movement. And Continuum is a healing process. I'm a teacher in Continuum. And uh, my friend Suzanne is also a Continuum teacher. And we talked about uh, ways to improve your eyes and vision. And there are going to be a couple things in this podcast that you may not have been exposed to before. There's a difference between an open system and a closed system. I'm going to be talking about that. Now, a closed system is a system where there isn't a lot of uh, flexibility, where there's a lot of repetition in the movement and the thinking, whereas an open system, there's a lot of fluidity and that we don't get shut down by limited ideas. And there are ways that we can say, for example, challenge our current visual system to create improvement. And I talk about these and some other techniques that I've used, many of, uh, many of them you've heard of before. Anyways, it's a very spirited conversation. Uh, we are at Podcast 84, so enjoy the show. So basically right now when you wear reading glasses, it puts you into a closed system and um, you're destined to keep getting shut in, shut down and more narrow. So the key is to start changing the programming that caused the eyes to start to lose the flexibility at the beginning. And it's a process of unwinding. So it is an immediate, it is not an immediate, oh, I just throw my glasses away. And in fact, you might have to combine the practice of continuum with um, some type of physical therapy for your eyes to regain what you've lost. So it's it's a combination, that's how I do it. And I can talk to you about different physical therapy exercises to build back in the tensegrity and the flexibility in all the muscles. Because what's happened is you've lost the ability to do it from the internal. It's like, oh, it started to get blurry. Let me get this external thing. Well, now you're dependent on the external thing. And all the people in the profession are all in the mindset of, well, it's only going to get worse anyway. Yeah. If you go to anybody, because they've never seen reversal or improvement, they're just going to keep feeding you more. Mm-hmm. And I've heard as, glasses described as actually a prosthetic. A prosthetic, yeah. Yes. And, you know, one of, one of the things Emily used to say, and I remember, is if you present a new idea to somebody and they've never experienced it in their brain, then fear is going to come up and they're going to invalidate it. They're going to kill it. Yeah. And so why 
can we reverse different health problems in our body? We can do that. Why can't we include the eyes in the conversation? It's, it's, so another quote from Emily, she used to say, the eyes are one of the most unrealized tissues of the body. So when you wear glasses, it's like it creates this, this energy block here. It's like a dark area, and most people don't have sensation in the eyes. So like, for example, if they come in and I have them read the chart, and then I give them an exercise lens that's supposed to relax their eyes, I say, how do your eyes feel? 99% of them will keep saying, I'm reading the chart. In other words, they don't even listen to the fact that there might be sensation in the eye area. So part of it in the continuum practice is to develop more sensation in this area because when you wear those reading glasses, it's disconnecting you from the sensation and the interoception of this area. So, so just the just the act of looking through a lens alters your um, interception. Correct. Um, and the reason is because it artificially puts you more out there where you're objectifying things. I need to see the letters clear. I need to comprehend. I need to identify. So when you when you when the glasses move your energy so far out, you forget about interoception here. There's another um, trick here. I wouldn't say it's a trick, but concept. So in continuum, there's blurs. In the eye work, there's also blurs. And the blur is about putting yourself into a situation that's non-demanding. So this is non-demanding, you're not being asked to identify, but to go into your blur emotionally and energetically through your eyes and process what you're resisting about that. So if I said to you, thank you, I said to you, make sure this is okay. Um, if I said to you, what is your belief system around blur? So if we fill in the blank, blur means what to you? What does it mean? In the sense of a continuum context? No, in a, in a, in a sense of vision. It's seeing. Like if it's blurry, what does it mean? Lack of sharpness. Okay. So if there's lack of sharpness, what's the worst thing that could happen? If there's lack of sharpness. Um, actually, I have thought about that, and I feel like it's loss of competency. Okay. So you've associated blurry vision with loss of competency. Mm -hmm. Like when I really want to be together, I make yes. sure that you, I have my glasses when you so, want, so right. that I am able to um, you know, function really efficiently in okay. the world. Okay. So, what if I said to you that when you go into blurry vision, you actually become more 
intuitive, more creative, more in flow, more uh, receptive, more flexible. Because I contend you put everything into your eyeball to avoid the blur at all costs. And that, ha that attitude has caused your muscles to weaken and that's when you actually start to need the magnification. So that's it's a hypervigilance. I, 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 do, I do have an appreciation for the blur okay. in, in a sense as an artist. Mm -hmm. and, and I always have, um, if I'm working with fabrics and arranging colors or textures, even while my vision was sharp, <laughs> mm -hmm. I would squint my eyes to sort of get the overall effect. And, you know, I, I do sometimes carry that attitude of your vision is not meant to be as sharp as you age, because you're more meant to see the big picture instead of the finer details. <laughs> well, how about this? This is how my vision is. So when I was, I'll tell you a little story. When I was eight years old, I was diagnosed with a learning disability. I, I wasn't, I was a terrible reader. My mom took me to all these places. I ended up in an eye doctor's office and I got nearsighted glasses, opposite you. Didn't do anything for my learning. So I memorized through school, my glasses got very thick. And in my late 20s, early 30s, after I graduated high school, I met a holistic eye doctor. And it took me about a year, and I completely dissolved this prescription to zero. And I see, I, well, today, 30 years later, I still see 2020 distance and near. But what I learned in the process is that we want to blame faulty vision on the eyeball. But it's what I was, my mind was telling my eyes at the time. I was confused, it was chaotic, so I tightened up and the doctor gave me a prescription which validated my own programming. And um, the other thing that happened when I was working with this doctor is he helped me repair my learning problem because I had a left eye that wandered out. And I would get double vision and blurry when I was a child. So, I was able to learn how to use both my eyes together and the learning problem went away. So, I'm kind of now bringing this into a more micro. There's actually um, two physical therapy exercises that you could do that would strengthen your eye flexibility. So the first one is wearing the opposite prescription to what you normally wear. And you wear it so that you can go interoception because it's gonna be even more blur. And your job is to love that blur, to go into that blur as deeply as you can. And when you take them off, the eye muscles rebound and you're gonna get much better clarity. And so that's something I've always been very careful to avoid, to um, wear glasses that are not my prescription. I put them on for a minute and I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to borrow your glasses. Well, in that particular case, it's not your prescription. But I'm taking 
your visual experience, which is this, and I'm saying therapeutically, can you do this? Can you go, can you go, so blur is about going into an open system with your vision. I am just so enjoying this, I have to tell you. Okay, um, um, so I can show you where to get this prescription and how to use it. So you only use it like in a very safe environment where you have no external demand so that you can go inside. So kind of like clearing up your inner vision. Okay. I love that analogy between the open system and the closed system. And you, you also said something right at the beginning when I said, oh, I need to remember all this, which was more about the um, vitality or the, the self-healing properties of the eye and what it actually wants to do. Say a little more about that. What does that mean? I don't, I don't remember the word that you had used, but it um, sort of lit up from inside that oh. I heard you say the word. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe it will come back to me. Another question I have, which is about myself, I have um, this eyelid on the left, tends to droop a little bit. And it feels like my right eye is kind of sharper, doing more work, helping me see the world more than my left. I don't know if that's it. Okay. So now we're going to move to a second physical therapy exercise. So I'm going to ask you to take a break from the food for a second. Go ahead. And what I'd like you to do, when you're ready, I'd like you to cover your left eye with your left hand. Go ahead and do that. And kind of just gaze out there. And we're going to talk to your right eye. So use stream of consciousness. Right eye, how old do you feel in this moment? How old does your right, right eye feel? Present age, younger, older, no idea. About my present age. Present age, okay. Second question. Right eye, do you know you're married to the left eye? No. <laughs> and so, who does the work in the relationship? The right eye, okay. So, do you even know you have a left eye? Right eye? You're in a marriage. No, it's doing no. all the work. Uh-huh. Right, what do you need that you're not getting? Communication. Okay. So now, this is important. You're going to slowly take your hand away, include the left eye again, and look out there and see if it's brighter, clearer. What's different when you cover it and then you take it away? What do you know? It's really different. Tell me how. It's um, like, a, like a veil. Um, mm -hmm. More... Like a veil removed of more brightness right. and sharpness and clarity. Right, now let's cover the right eye. Left eye, how old do you feel? Uh, a little 
younger than my present age. Mm -hmm. And left eye, you know you're married to the right eye. Did not know. Did not know, okay. So, what's the function? What do you do? And what does the right eye do? Because it sounds like you're not really collaborating. What's your function? I'm a, a backup player. Backup. Do you know that there's a right eye? You don't know. So what are you backing up? You say you're a backup player. What are you backing up? What are you referring to? I guess I do know there's a right eye, and I think I'm secondary to the right eye. Okay. Left eye, what do you need that you're not getting? first thing that comes to mind is recognition. Good. Slowly take the hand away. Reintroduce the right eye and let me know what you think. What you see, what you feel. Yeah. Similar, similar experience. So what you're doing now is um, breaking the unconscious pattern that you've gotten into between your right eye and left eye, which is they're not working together. So in Chinese medicine, the right eye is the father, masculine energy, left brain, left eye, feminine. What you just said is that there's, there's a, a split in your energies that you don't know you're, you're collaborating. And that until that's healed, your physical vision is not going to work right. And one of the reasons why your eyes have let you down is that the right eye is doing all the work. And so an easy way to start to change that is to get an eye patch and do this dialoguing exercise every day, journal it, and uh, do it for a month. Now, another thing that the Continuum community does is that after you've done the exercise, go into open attention on the floor. And you will unwind your eyes through your body. The other last night I was doing puff goes and fevers and ease. Just first, I was just working directly around the eye sockets, and then I thought, well, really, openness in the entire head, the cranium is really going to be something worth, you know, playing into. So <clears throat> I could feel quite a bit of uh, openness and improvement in my vision because I. Okay, like going from close up to distance, yes. I was finding that transition was going a little bit better. See, your eyes have lost the flexibility, and when you wear those glasses, they can't release back into a distance clarity very easily the more you wear them. So on a practical level, if you're going to read, You've got to see what is the maximum magnification you need and, and don't go any higher. So maybe 
you know, you'd have to test it out. 150, something like that, one and a quarter. <coughs> so the, I will send you the directions video of those two exercises. The opposite lens prescription and the dialogue. And those would be two to really start with to change the program. Then number three is just wear the, mag the, the least amount of magnification when you're not squinting. And then you can get a pair of what we call pinhole glasses. Do you know about those? I know a pinhole camera. <laughs> so for people like yourself, you can get these glasses that have little holes in them. Lots of little holes. And when you put them on, you can actually read. So it doesn't have the, the side effects, the negative side effects of the magnification lens. So the magnification lens makes your vision too spread. And what the pinholes are asking you to do is come back and be more focal. For other people, they're too focal, so they need more spread. But in your situation, you become too spread, so the pinholes are there to remind you to come back to focal. And then to internalize, what is this prescription asking me to do? It's asking me to focus through the holes. Now, it's not something that you're gonna read for hours, but five to 10 minutes, it's better than the magnification lenses, because any lens you get is a prescription, like a drug, and it's got side effects like a drug. And one side effect is that you're gonna lose your ability to focus if you wear those magnification lenses too much. Focus in a literal sense of um, being able to hold a thought and concentrate, or? Well, it starts, probably both, but it starts with just identifying the letters and the words. But, you see, what happens is, when you start wearing it, the trend is you can start losing the intermediate distance. Then you start losing the far distance. Then you go into bifocals. And then you go into the invisible bifocals. So at that point, you're pretty locked down in a closed system of living your life through these filters. And so, by continually going towards resiliency with your eyes. That was the word, resiliency. resiliency. <laughs> mm -hmm. By sounding, by you know, working with the muscles, working with the tissue, the fascia, all around here. And, you know, another one that works really well for people is the, the end palm hum. I told you about that one. I'll send you that, that to you. Yeah, but I, they are, they're all on there, but I'll, I'll send you the links. And um, there's also just some other videos I've done on farsightedness that you can look at and it'll start to give you a different idea on how to think about it because you're like everybody else, you know? Oh, my eyes are only getting older, they're aging. There's nothing I can do. When I go to my doctor, he wants to put me in the stronger lenses. The whole profession is such a closed system 
and that's not where you're going. That's, that's not who you're... Not the path I wanted to. <laughs> so, for some reason, the eye profession is taught like in the 16th century. Everything that they're doing is based on the eyes not being related to the body. There's no opportunity for healing. Um, now, there are some secondary things that I'll just put out there on the radar. If they resonate, do it. If they don't, don't. Getting some good craniosacral therapy. And you can get it and you work on this area. I'm a cranial therapist. And I used to have people come in and I'd measure their eyes. I'd do an hour of craniosacral. And then I would prescribe 30 to 50% less than when they first came in. And I never prescribed astigmatism. I tried to balance the lenses. And they would wear that prescription for like 10 years and their eyes would get better. So there's a real relationship to the movement here. And uh, eyesight and cranial, the cranial rhythm. Number two, the liver rules the eyes in Chinese medicine. So, getting your liver, spleen, gallbladder, large intestine, colon tuned up every now and then can help your eyesight. And number three, it's always great to do some kind of a cleanse, liver cleanse, or um, gallbladder cleanse, or just doing some kind of a fast. Um, recommending those once or twice a year will definitely clear up your eyesight. I can't wait to get started. <laughs> so I will send you some resources and then you know we can talk again. It is a progression so it's going to take you a little while to start backing off, yeah. but I would use you say, unwinding. unwinding it because yeah. what you know, what you're wearing now is creating a weakness. Now, is this something the doctor prescribed for you, or you just figured out on your no, own? No, it had been to uh, So what he or she is doing is fixing your eyes in a closed system. It's not his fault, it's just that's all he knows. And so, returning more to an open system by doing these things, like when you wear an opposite prescription, it's so invigorating for the brain because you're in new territory. You have no idea what you're supposed to do with this. And, and how do you go about getting an opposite prescription? I can, I can, um, I can write it for you. You could probably get it online through some of these discount places. But if you can't, you can always send me a frame, and I can make it up for you. You have a little frame, or you can go to the drugstore and get a frame. But I'll give you the numbers, and then see if you can get them online. Some of these places. You know, and give you a prescription and you can do it that way. Let's start there. So, 
Pardon me? That, I just feel so oh, yeah. grateful. Oh my god. My, my open system is very happy. And I want you to have a chance to enjoy your lunch. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I am. Thank you. You are listening to a podcast with Dr. Sam Byrne. To learn more about his seminars and workshops, visit his website, www.drsambyrne.com. The Byrne Method is a trademarked signature of Dr. Sam Byrne for his workshops, seminars, books, and DVDs. The information presented in this podcast is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose for this podcast is to provide information for educational purposes only. Dr. Byrne and his guests have no liability or responsibility to any person or entity for loss, damage, injury caused, or allegedly caused through the information, exercises, suggestions, explorations, or written responses presented in this podcast. Dr. Byrne is not a medical authority and his guests are not qualified to diagnose or treat any disease or health problem. This podcast is not a substitute for medical care. Dr. Byrne's information is only his personal opinion. If you have any health problem, please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have.